Yo, what is going on, everybody? This is Noah Heron, and you're listening to the All Our Ways podcast. I'm so excited that you're joining us today because we're going to talk about what happens when God cancels your plans. What happens when things don't happen the way that you think they're going to happen, whether it's a relationship, whether it's financially, maybe it has something to do with your job or your family. Well, what happens when things don't go to plan? That's what we're going to talk about. But before we do, I want to make a couple quick notes for you right now. Number one, a huge shout out to our podcast sponsor this season, our friends over at Elevated Faith. It wouldn't be happening without them. Uh, if you appreciate this podcast, you should go show them some love. They're on Instagram. You can go on their website. They have amazing merch that uh, is really, really cool. It's comfortable. It feels good, but it also spreads the good news of Jesus in a really creative way. Uh, some of the best people I know. Go check them out. Use code NOAH20 for a discount at checkout. They're amazing. Just go do it. Um, another note, my book, Viral Jesus, is still on sale at amazon.com and last week we came out with the viral jesus masterclass which is being used by youth groups and small groups um, all over the country it's been really really cool to see the response this first week Uh, if you're interested in checking that out for your group or maybe just for you to dive deeper into what it looks like to follow jesus some really practical things that hopefully will help you in your relationship with jesus go deeper become more intimate with him Um, i think it could be really helpful you can go check it out on my website noahheron.org and just click viral jesus masterclass so uh that's my little infomercial and uh now we're going to jump into uh what it looks like when god cancels your plans thanks so much for listening to this podcast your support means the world and uh, i'm so excited that we get to do this together so here we go So a while back, Maddie and I, my wife Maddie and I, we had this amazing opportunity to take a trip to Hawaii. And it was a bucket list experience for both of us. We absolutely fell in love with Hawaii, the people, the food, the sights. It was was incredible. You should go at some point. Um, It only took about 24 hours for me to believe that I was Hawaiian. You know, I, I was saying aloha. I was doing the little hand gestures like, sup, bro. Like, I, I just, I loved it. Uh, but when we were ready to come home, we took a red-eye flight, which if you aren't familiar with a red-eye flight, it just means that you fly in the middle of the night when most people are sleeping because you're trying to get a cheaper airline ticket. And we were balling on a budget, so that's what we did. We took the red-eye flight. And um, before I keep going with this story, what you have to understand is that Maddie and I were 100% still in the honeymoon phase of our relationship. Uh, we're, we're praying that we'll always be in the honeymoon phase of our relationship, but maybe a better way to describe it would be we were in the phase of our relationship when I would sneak to the bathroom to do push-ups before we went to the pool so that I would get a little pump in and appear stronger than I was. That, that's, that's the phase of the relationship that we were in. Uh, you guys acting like you don't know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Don't, don't act like you have never done that. Okay. All right. So we're in that phase. I've got Tic Tacs in my pocket, you know, all that. So we get on the plane for this red eye flight. We turn on Avengers. We got our Snuggies on. She's cuddling with me. I'm like, this is incredible. Uh, One of our friends who was with us on the trip, he took a couple Benadryls so that he could sleep throughout the flight. 
And we get up in the air. Everything's going good. We're all about to fall asleep. We've been flying for maybe an hour or so. And the pilot comes on over the intercom and he says this. He says, um, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, can I have your attention, please? Uh, we've got a little bit of a problem. Now, this is not what you want to hear on an airplane from your pilot, okay? And he keeps going. He goes, our weather radar has stopped working. Now, at this point, I am trying to be the tough guy. I'm like, Maddie, don't worry. If something happens, I got us. I passed my swim test at the YMCA on the first time when I was a kid. We're Gucci, right? I'm trying to calm her down. The pilot continues talking. He says, um, he says protocol for something like this is we're supposed to land the plane at the nearest possible airport. And so the nearest possible airport for us right now, unfortunately, is the one we just took off from an hour back in the other direction. Uh, we're going to have to change our plans and go back to Honolulu. I am so sorry. At this time, the entire plane reacts negatively. I mean, there were tray tables being slammed into upright positions. People are very outwardly upset. Cuss words were being said by people. And, you know, we were pretty upset too. Uh, I think everyone on the plane was upset except for our friend Trevor, who was, you know, just hitting the rim cycle of his nap thanks to the Benadryls that he had taken when we took off. We were pretty upset because no one likes their plans to be canceled. No one likes it. No one likes it. We had taken off a certain amount of work. We thought we were going to be getting back home at a certain time on that day. We had plans that were canceled. Now, little did we know when we landed in Honolulu how amazing this canceled plan was going to be. They put us up in a five-star hotel for the next 48 hours until we could get on a new flight. They gave us meal vouchers to cover all of our foods, and they gave us spending cash to spend in Honolulu. Like It was actually a huge blessing in disguise, but the moment that our plans were canceled, it was pretty rough. We, we didn't respond very positively, right? I was thinking about this idea of canceled plans because I think that this is something that we all experience on a regular ba basis, you know, canceled life plans. And a lot of times, I think God cancels our plans, right? Maybe he's not directly behind it, but I think that a lot of times God plays a part in canceling our plans. And in the moment, just like in the moment when our flight was canceled um, and had to turn around, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, it, it kind of feels like God's ruining your life when your plans get canceled. Um, you know, you're working hard for something. You got your eyes set on something. Maybe you've been praying about something for years and you think it's going to happen. You think it's going to come true only for your plans to fall through at the last second. And you're, and you're like, God, what in the world was that? You know, what, what, what was that? Um, but just like our story, we could only see the reroute. We could only see us having to turn around and go back, but we didn't see the blessing it was going to become. And I think a lot of times following Jesus, when our plans get canceled, we get really upset because we can only see the next turn, but God sees the whole map, right? 
So all we can see is the canceled plan, but God sees the bigger picture. All, all we can see is the breakup, but God sees the future marriage with someone else. Or maybe all we can see is the job we didn't get, but God sees the one that's coming that we're going to like so much more. And, you know, God's going to use us in that work, whatever it is. Um, all we can see is the no, but God sees the better yes. And I think something that I am striving to do, I'm not perfect in this, but something I'm striving to do, and I want to encourage you to try, is to start thanking God when your plans get canceled. Start thanking God when your plans get canceled because the story is about to get better. The story is about to get better. Everywhere that we have a plan, God has a purpose. Right, Everywhere that we have a canceled plan, a plan that gets canceled, God still has a purpose. So when we make decisions, ultimately, what do we care about most? Is it our plan or is it his purpose? I know it's hard. It's hard to care about God's purpose over our plans sometimes. I get it. I uh, I get super upset when God withholds things from me, you know, because a lot of times it cancels our plans and then we don't really know why for a long time. And I get upset when God withholds the what, but many times I think God withholds the what so that he can perfect the who, right? God might withhold the relationship so that he can perfect you first and make sure that your hope and your first love is him, right? God might withhold the finances so that you can learn to tithe, so that you can have money and money won't have you, right? Maybe God will withhold your dreams so that you'll chase him more than you're chasing your dreams, right? I, I know from ex- experience that God will wreck your plans so that you don't end up wrecking yourself. This is, this is something we should be thankful for. And uh, contrary to popular belief, God is not trying to make us fat, rich, and happy. And I think a lot of times our plans are kind of focused on, you know, becoming fat, rich, and happy or some variation of one of those three things. But that's not God's goal for us. God's goal is not to make us fat, rich, and happy. His his goal for us is to make us faithful, resilient, and holy. How does that happen? That happens to us being obedient, to being thankful for the canceled plan, to to saying, "I, I know that this plan was canceled, but I'm still choosing to put my hope in a God who sees the entire picture. I'm still choosing to put my hope in a God who has not forsaken me yet, and he will not do it going forward. I still choose to trust Jesus. I want to break it down just a little bit more because I think the core reason, the core reason that we have such a hard time with canceled plans is that we care too much about the destination. I think it's really simple that at our core, the reason we struggle with this is, we, is because we have put too much stock in the destination. We, we have a place or a person or a situation in mind, and we believe that as soon as we get to that, we will feel full. We will feel purpose. We'll feel loved. And it's a lie. If you want to know if you have an idol in your life, get real with yourself and answer this question. What am I chasing in my life? that I think will make me feel complete? What am I chasing in my life that I believe will make me feel complete? And if you answer that question by answering anything other than Jesus, then chances are you have some idols in your life and you'll have a really big, hard time, (laughs) hard time with canceled plans. This is what I know. 
If the enemy can't keep you from following Jesus, he will try to get you to fall in love with where you are going. Because it's really hard to follow Jesus when he turns left and you've fallen more in love with what is on the right than you've fallen in love with Jesus. It's really hard. You want to know why it was so easy for people in the Bible like Paul to constantly say yes when God canceled their plans? It's because their prize was not where they were going. Their prize was not the money in the bank account. Their prize was not the relationship status. Their prize was not the marriage. Their prize was not the dream job. Their prize was not being famous. Their prize was Jesus. Our hope is not in where we're going. Our hope is in who we're going with. So if God cancels our plan, but we still have God, we still have everything. (laughs) We still have our prize.